Welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you and it's great to be back together again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> After just, well, this week... You've already been here early in the week. I was on I've, Monday. You I've were I've been still. here later in the week, and now we've 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 come back together. It's the climax of the week. Yes, hey? absolutely. <laughs> and after you know, I just I just did stuff like be sick and whatever. But you were away and I gallivanting was. across Australia. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Look, I went. I had to go to Melbourne, mm-hmm. and look, I was there for you know since Monday. And here was the thing. I I just told you off air before we came on. But for our listeners, I haven't been back to Melbourne for like almost 20 years and Mm -hmm. it felt really strange to Mm -hmm. be there, like really strange to be there. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was so good. Caught up with a range of people and um, rubbed shoulders with some great people that I can learn things from. And, you know, we're only on the same page and spiritually you're on the same page. Um, and yeah, we can pray together and do things together. So yeah, yeah, it's great. But yours, a little much better because you weren't here in part of last week and we, yeah. were, we were holding the fort without you. Absolutely. But I think everyone missed you. Oh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> hey, such is life, you know, just, just being sick and still, still going through it and looking to the other side. Like I'm, you, it's, it's Shocktober right now. We're, we're in, <laughs> we're in the, in the, in the midst of exam season. Oh, yes. no exam. Well, essay season. Exam season will come up in November. Uh, which for me, I'm essays. Uh, I mean, exams. I'm chilling. Yeah. I, I don't think I've. I don't think I've like ever failed an exam in my life. Really, mm. like because I just I find it so easy just to sit down, study, memorize, and just go in and write it down for a couple of hours. Right. Chilling, writing, writing essays, doing assignments, like that kind of prolonged work. I I really I very much more struggle with. So I'm in. Right. Mate, I'm I'm in the grind at the moment, and yeah. then you know being a bit sick as well. So I was I was fortunate to take that time, but good to be back. Good. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Liz Branston. She's going to be telling us her story of God's leading in her life. In our new segment, we're going to. Israel, and we're also looking at the breakthrough for amputees, which is an exciting story. And in our Bible study time, we're continuing on God's mission, my mission, and we're looking at the world, the arena of mission. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. What a fabulous song. Powerful. It's all about the cross, mm. isn't it? And I think of that as we're coming up to Christmas because, you know, the focus can sometimes be about Jesus just in the manger for people. Absolutely. But, hey, yeah. if he hadn't come in the, you know, if he hadn't come in the flesh as a baby, you know, and, and as a human being, then basically he would not have died on the cross. That first coming guarantees our second coming. Absolutely. Hey, it's come time for us to do our quiz question. Can you give us the first one, please? Yes, our first question for today. James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. Mm. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which is actually the, the Bible study that we work through every single day here on The Breakfast Show, as well as the companion book that you can read through, which has been all about mission. Yes. And our big thing here at Faith FM, yes, we're, we're doing positively different radio. We're talking about Jesus, we're talking about who he is and sharing him, but also it would be remiss of us to not then enable 
those who listen to the show to also do mission as mm. well. Like this is huge for us. We are all about people getting stuck into being a part of God's mission. And you have the ability to, to read this book, to work through these Bible studies, to work through this, uh, yeah, this topic and be enabled yourself to go and to reach others as well. Mm. So again, that number was zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And that question was, James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. 0491-064-669. And it's a well-known figure. Well, famous guy in yep. in the Bible. That's essentially what the question says. James uses this famous guy to say, hey, when you pray, pray like this person. You know, these will be the results. If you know who this is, 0491-064-669. Hey, I also want to give a shout out this morning to the northeast suburbs of... Adelaide in oh, South Australia. My hometown. That's that's right. Listening on 87.6. I'm from the northeastern side too. Oh, amazing. Yes. Well, those people are listening on 87.6 this morning. And if you're from that area with Danuta's you know, countrymen, her, her fellow <laughs> brethren, um, if you're from that area, hey, give us a text at 0491-064-669. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know how your day is. I have been to Adelaide once. Mm-hmm. I spent a little bit of time. I was actually there for New Year's Eve, like, you know, across the New Year's, and we went up to the top of the hills and watched the fireworks that were, like, all over the city. You probably and, went to Mount Lofty. Yeah, that's the one we went to. <laughs> but then we were staying up in the hills as well because the people we were visiting there, they had a property up, oh, in, the, up in the Adelaide Hills looking out, you know, over the over the city. It was, nice. like, so, so, so cool. So I, I'm very fond of Adelaide. I just haven't been there for... Man, almost 10 years. Well, well, you need to go, given I went to Melbourne after almost 20 this wow, week. that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, Adelaide, and what I love is over the last 10 years or just a little bit more than that, there's just been this Im- Im- massive improvement of, you know, just things in the city, like they've got this new bridge that goes across from one side of the Torrens River to the mm. other and is coloured. And, of course, you've got the, the, the um, Adelaide Oval there that's mm. massive and well-known now for it for everything and of course they've got the the new royal adelaide hospital that is built um has has moved from where it used to be to where it is now over the railway um uh, lines and things like that but just a top top city it's Mm. actually called the city of churches Mm-hmm. And yeah. of course, you've got St. Peter's Cathedral, this beautiful look at nighttime mm. as you look up, you know, down the street of North Terrace and you actually see, uh, basically, um, mm. yeah, the, the, um, the St. Peter's Cathedral there. But here, interesting, when you mentioned the northeastern suburbs too, do you know that there's actually a road that is really long that goes uh-huh. from virtually almost from the start of the city as just as you're coming out of the city? And it's actually called Northeast Road. Oh. For that reason. <laughs> Covers all the northeastern suburbs. It just suburbs runs. It goes from you. suburb to suburb it's to suburb to like suburb. It's literally like a straight long road, though. That's it's awesome. like, and everything then branches off that northeast road. So, big shout out to Adelaide, all of the folk there from my hometown and from my home area. Love, love Adelaide. Love the mm. people there. Of course, my family's over there. Awesome. Hey, some great news. Here's some great. We always love positively different yeah, news. Give, don't we? give us some positively different news. Okay, there's been a breakthrough for some for amputees. Researchers in Sydney have come through with this breakthrough and with technology that actually helps with prosthetic limbs to be connected to the nervous system, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. So, of course, you know, when people 
people have got, you know, limbs amputated, they've usually got prostheses, you know, things that are, they have to attach, whether it's the leg, whether it's the arm, whether it's the hand, um, but not necessarily be able to, like, especially with the fine motor skills, you know, as in fine motor meaning things like the, the fingers and the hands and things like that. They can't necessarily, you know, move in the same, in, mm. you know, you know, um, kind of way and anything. And so here what they've actually done is this amazing breakthrough where they're actually connecting, um, the prosthetic limb to the nervous system. Now, of course, the nervous system is really crucial in our bodies because, yes, we've got muscles all over the body and everything, but it's actually the nerves that control our movements and the way we breathe, the way we think, and all of those sort of things. Mm. And basically, it transmits the, you know, our nervous system actually transmits or communicates um, between the, the brain and the rest of the body and what we actually have to do. And, of course, then it, we've got nerve impulses that is then sent down from from what's called the neuron sent through the nerve impulses down to the muscles to actually make us move. Mm. So here the thing is people who have actually had these amputations or are facing amputations could actually have their lives changed because of this. So what what's actually happened? So basically in Sweden, in, let me just find the name of, in Gothenburg, Gothenburg, Gothenburg Gothenburg University is where it's actually come from. You know that university. You've obviously heard of them too. Oh, I've, I've, I've been to Sweden. Oh, I've, I've, I have too, but not near Gothenburg. Not near University. Gothenburg, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Love Sweden. Sweden's oh, just an epic place. Isn't it beautiful? It was. It, it was so funny actually flying in, and because uh, we flew into Denmark and then drove to Sweden, right? And it's just so different. Like I, wow. I, I, mean, I was there when I was like twelve. It was like one of the first countries going to internationally. Wow. And I was like, it's so flat, and and the airport is so quiet, and everyone is so quiet, and. And well behaved, <laughs> like, <What>? and I, that <laughs> was my view as like a twelve year old compared the... to compared to like Sydney Airport, which was yes. you know, or other just other airports around the world. I was like, it's everything is so quiet and and so just chill and 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 natural and and yeah. But I, I love Sweden, but yeah, Gothenburg University they've come up with this way to enable people who are you know who have lost function of their their motor skills yeah. to be able to still. To, to use them. Absolutely. And the exciting thing is, is that actually, um, you know, they can be functional. It's actually reliable. It's comfortable. They can be used independently every day and effectively. So what have they actually done? They've actually combined what's called osseo integration which is a type of surgery where they can actually fit permanent implants into the skeletal skeletal system, into the, you know, the skeletal parts where they can actually anchor the limb, mm-hmm. which is really fantastic. So they've actually combined it with reconstructive surgery as well, where they connect the, you know, the bionic hand. I don't know, you remember, you, you sure you'd remember, oh no, you was probably still living in the States, but when I was younger, there was, there was, was, was on the series on, TV that you'd always watch the Bionic Man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of that's where my mind kind of went a little bit, but yeah. So they connect the Bionic Hand directly to the person's nervous system. That is so. Isn't that fantastic? Epic. Yeah, yeah. So that is cool. That is abs- like because you you then become <laughs> a robot. Like this is this is well, well kind of. They're well. actually yeah. Well, they're actually using AI in this space as well, which is <sighs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Is- so they've actually tried it on a Swedish lady who lost her right arm about twenty years ago 
in a mm-hmm. farming accident. So imagine that. Mm-hmm. And so um, the prosthesis, of course, for her was uncomfortable and not reliable. So the researchers actually tried titanium implants into her radius and the ulnar bones and then created an extra, what's called, oh, let me just find this, extra muscular constructing surgery. And they transferred it to actually the severe nerves that actually free up the muscle grafts. And then these were actually implemented into the electrodes. So you can see there's a whole lot of process that they've actually had to put together in that space. And I just love, you know, just the fact that this is going to give amputees a really whole fabulous new life. And, you know, it's awesome. You know, my mind went to, of course, you know, you know, thinking of amputees or mm. parts being taken away. Just think of the story of when just before, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane when Judas came with the, with the soldiers and that. And one of, one of the disciples, we're not told who, but a lot of us assume it was probably Peter because <laughs> mm. he was always so impulsive. Yeah. But, but the thing is, you know, that they cut off, cut off, <laughs> excuse cut me, off the, the ear. ear. Yeah. The right ear. And Jesus actually answered and said, permit even this. And he actually touched his ear and actually healed him. Like, you know, bang, instantly went there to the nerves, you know, and everything was just connected. And I just think what a beautiful story right there that Jesus did that. And, you know, that he's using people here today just to try and help people in in this way. Absolutely. And we know that regarding people who have, you know, gone through amputation or gone through these things, when we can improve their quality of life, we improve improve their their mood, their Happiness, like every, everything, everything improves with. And yeah, man, having a mm. an, a, a robot hand. Can you imagine like, that? The, yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. Powered by your brain. Yeah, you'll be like, able. To, oh, well, you'll be able. You'll so be able to cool. touch your face and t- you know, shake hands with other people <sighs> and all the things that you miss out on that we don't we take for granted. But man, what if they? What if they get? Better, what if it's better than a hand? <laughs> like, what if they can throw things really far? Man, my, my mind, who I just think it's so knows, cool. Who knows? God's creation, though, is amazing. I don't know Abs- if it's going to be much better than that. Absolutely. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Lawson, what's our next quiz question? This is a short one, next one. Hey, hey it's just simply this. Who was Jonathan's best friend? Who, ah, if, 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 that if, is such a cool story. I love, love, love that story. And of course, we're talking about the Jonathan. If I can, if I can make a a quick uh, specification, we're talking about the Jonathan who was the son of Saul. So this Jonathan, who was Jonathan's best friend? If you know the answer to that one, hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text with the correct answer. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing <laughs> prize for this week, which will be drawn at eight forty-five today. So guys, this is your final opportunities to get in for the prize and. And again, that prize being our the study that we've been going through in our Bible study, but as well as the associated, they have this like companion book that you can read through, and it's all about mission and doing mission. So there's the Bible mm. study itself, which we go through, but then there's this extra book yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, that has a whole lot more detail, yeah. doesn't it? Absolutely. So guys, if you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Yeah. Hey, in regards to news, I was, and you introduced 
in the start of the show. I was going to talk briefly about Hamas and Israel and things happening over there just to give a quick update, and I will, but I, I actually want to get to some legislation that's just come out in Australia that I think is... This, this just slid across my desk this morning, and I was like, oh, wow. I really, really want to talk about this. But before that, obviously, on the 7th of October, uh, Hamas militants launched missiles uh, in an attack on Israel and... What has what it has led to is ongoing conflict between ongoing. these people, and, you know, and what's happening there. And now stories are coming out as this attack has now filtered down into the public consciousness of people, and it's become a a social issue as well. It's it's led to rioting and protests and whatnot on both sides, mm. and and it's been really sad to see for 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 well the hostilities there on on both sides is just really awful. And then the way that it's filtering through the internet, and so the EU has now issued a warning to to TikTok and to Instagram and whatnot and Facebook because videos from like pro Hamas groups mm-hmm. are spreading around and being shared in, in like a, well, some people are seeing it and saying like, that's abhorrent. And it's like, you know, the scenes of them rallying in these areas and saying well, there was just a, dreadful things. Absolutely. Well, there was even the protests on op- the opera house, steps of opera house yeah. early this week too. That- well, these, so this prost- protest is against the conflict, yep. but what's being that's spread right. around TikTok that's is, right. is pro the conflict, yes, which yeah, is, which right. is, which is know, a major concern, which is really terrible. So yeah, interesting stuff happening in that space and we'll have to follow it. But what I wanted to talk about and focus on this morning is that legislation has been brought out in New South Wales that will see many less people go through the court system as a result of possessing illicit drugs. Mm. So how this essentially works is that for those people who possess a small amount of drugs, so it's like to to have on you an amount of, say, like methamphetamine or MDMA or cocaine or something like that, that is classed as an amount that would not be seen as amount that was ready to sell, like it wouldn't be seen as a, an amount to distribute, but rather an amount of personal use. Previously, people who were caught with that amount of mm. of drugs uh, for use would be charged and mm. would go through the court system, particularly for drugs like you know MDMA and and uh, particularly methamphetamines and whatnot. Now they're changing a, they're changing the system that for the first two offences that you get caught with this drug, you will receive a four hundred dollar on the spot fine. Wow. So that, that's a massive difference. So. It, it's it's a really big difference, and it's it's brought up all kinds of questions regarding so, yeah. wh- is this effective? Like, and and what what will be the outcome of this? Will this actually deter people from taking drugs and mm. from 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 using drugs? And there's there's a couple different sides to this. Now, within just those talking about the legislation itself, uh, the the big. The big thought here is that ultimately people who are taking and furthermore who are abusing and addicted to uh, illicit drugs need treatment and getting that treatment has a higher stigma associated with it. You know, being honest about like, okay, I have this addiction to this particular drug and, and then receiving that and, and seeking that treatment has a higher stigma associated to it if it, the, the harsher the penalties are 
for usage, which I can, I can definitely see where, where that's coming from. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And because really at the end of the day, what needs to be targeted is those manufacturing the drugs. Like this is, this is where, oh, the, yeah, yeah. where the real problem is, is, yeah. is when there is a, cause when there's a supply that creates a, creates a demand. But then the, the question is, okay, but does having these particular fines, does it work versus criminalizing it in the sense that someone has to go through the court system. What are your initial thoughts about this, Danuta? Well, I think, you know, there's a whole range of things that come into the mind around that because, Mm. yeah, I think, you know, it it is person-dependent as well because I think it's person-dependent as to what can and can't work. But here's the thing. When you go through the court system, there's a degree of, um, yeah, anticipation, anxiety that comes with that. Um, you know, mm. and I think that, you know, I'm not giving one side or the other. I'm just giving some of the things that are just coming through the top of my head, but I'm just thinking like it's, it's, it's easy in some ways just to, to put money forward and not to actually really stop to think mm. of the impact that that's having on you, on your life and those around you. Cause here's the thing. Drugs don't just affect you. Mm-hmm. They actually affect those around yeah. you in a massive way. Right. Now, when, the, when you go to the court system, the thing is there's so much more that is spoken about, mm-hmm. isn't it? There's so much more that, <laughs> excuse me, is spoken about. And here's the thing. Ultimately, there's a core issue that is going on that needs to be addressed. It Absolutely. isn't about the use of the drugs. It's about what is going That's on right. that is mm-hmm. making you want to use those drugs or has caused you to come become addicted to those drugs. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole gamut of stuff here. Yeah. And it's absolutely. like, you know, where's the, where's then the, the, you know, will the psycho, psychological, you know, counseling and things like that be offered, you know, in this space mm. as well or not? You know, those, a whole gamut of things. Yeah, there, there are so many <laughs> questions. And for me, I'm like, okay, to predict whether this will be successful or not, That's I, I thought of a few different routes that I could go down. Now, firstly, the, the route and the understanding of the idea of prohibition. What we understand and have come to understand is, particularly if we look at the prohibition of the United States against alcohol and, and making alcohol illegal, is that it did work. Like, prohibition failed because it ultimately didn't continue. But in terms of the consumption of alcohol amongst Americans, it like, prohibition worked. Like, it reduced the consumption mm. mm-hmm. of alcohol mm-hmm. amongst Americans, which led to lower rates of domestic violence yeah. and and all kinds of, of terrible things were happening there. Yes, there was then a black market for alcohol, but in terms of the general public, it was a positive thing to say, okay, there should be some penalty yeah, for, the, for using this That's right. And, substance. I mean, we've had dry zones even in Australia too. Yeah. So, and we know that there have been, have been great outcomes in those areas. So this is what we know firstly. Then I was thinking, okay, like four, so $400 is a lot, like $400 is a lot of money and on the spot fine for, for, for having these drugs on you and whatnot. And if we, so I thought about it from a monetary perspective, I'm like, that's a pretty steep penalty and does penalties and high penalties work in this area. And my mind went to the area of smoking Mm -hmm. and smoking. The main way that the Australian government has combated smoking to try to reduce it is by taxing cigarette companies and making the price of cigarettes incredibly high. Mm -hmm. And we have seen a drastic drop in the usage of cigarettes as a result of the increase of its price. Mm. But again, it, Smoking is it's an interesting example, and so is drinking because these were things that were before 
legal and then having greater and greater restrictions on them. Well, in the case of prohibition for drinking, it, it went from something that was less restricted to more restricted. Whereas, you know, drugs like cannabis and, and MDMA and methamphetamine have always been heavily restricted. Mm. So, uh, so it's, it's, you're kind of going the other direction with it. On the other side, I read a very, very interesting study. And this study was about the illegal activity of speeding. And how, how speeding is, uh, how speeding is dealt with, you know, how, how speeding fines are given. And, and the question is, it's like, does the higher, does higher prices of speeding fines lead to people speeding less? And this was the outcome of the study that was done regarding this. Uh, these, these were the three outcomes. It says the vast majority of potential offenders may be deterred by the anticipated informal social sanctions associated with public exposure of the offence rather than the formal punishment prescribed by legislators. There may be no marginal deterrent effect of higher fines at existing levels. So what this is essentially saying is you being penalised in the way that you lose your licence is a higher deterrent to stop you from speeding Mm -hmm. than the monetary Mm-hmm. The, like then then having a monetary determinant. So mm-hmm. again, uh, mm-hmm. like the monetary determinant will be seen as maybe a cost to going faster and 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 what they've seen in regards to speeding and the increasing you know uh, rate of speeding fines here in Australia is that the amount of money doesn't actually serve to the amount of money becoming higher doesn't actually serve to to stop people from speeding mm-hmm. but rather the social sanctions and so then I think is it then a good thing like because there's very much a social sanction to having to go to court mm-hmm. and and to be to be prosecuted for for drug for for drug usage and and drug possession mm. and I'm like is that then will that deter people? But that's what we've already had. So we're seeing a new system here. Huge questions. Hey, let us know what you guys think. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. But ultimately, we do want to see a reduction in the usage of illicit drugs because that's what God would want for us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. How were the children of Israel guided in their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness? That is our next question here, and it's multiple choice. A, by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of uh, fire by night. B, by the voice of God. C, by Moses. Or D, by Aaron's rod. If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669. Again, how were the children of Israel guided in their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness? Was it A, by the pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of cloud by night? B, by the voice of God. C, by Moses. Or D, by Aaron's rod. Hey guys, if you know the answer to that one, again, our number 0491-064-669. Again, you can just text in A, B, C, or D. There's, there's four options there. You can, you can text them in. And again, if you text in the correct answer, you'll have another chance in the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which is the Bible study outline guide for what we do. And as well, the, the companion book that goes with it too. All about getting into mission and being a part of God's mission. 
That's it. Okay, text us in your answers, 0491 Hey, Franny, our interview today, we've got Liz Branster. Good morning, Liz. Good morning and thank you for having me today. Oh, a pleasure. Look, Liz has come into the studio today. We're so excited mm. you're here, Liz. And I know you from some time back. Like, you know, we met um, a few years ago, didn't we? Yes. Um, but, you know, we're here to hear your story. We're keen to hear your story story. Tell us a little bit first before we delve into it more. Tell us, have you always been a Christian? No. No? Tell us a little bit of your story behind that. Mm. Okay. Well, going back to my childhood, I grew up in uh, Sydney, Mm -hmm. a pretty crazy place down there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So my mum and dad um, weren't active Christians. My dad was actually a Catholic, but he said he was an atheist, mm-hmm. so I don't know how that one works. Um, Mum was Church of England, and she would go to church like Easter, Christmas, you know, those type of on stuff. those bigger events on the big occasions mm-hmm. on the you know Christian calendar those mm-hmm. those events. Yeah, Absolutely. so mm-hmm. so I grew up you know knowing about God, and at school of course we had scripture. Mm. And I guess for me that was my first encounter with the Bible because I can remember in primary school I'd never won anything. I'd mm. never won anything and I wasn't really studious. But this minister came and did scripture with us, I think on a Tuesday, and he actually said, look, if any of you can recite all the books of the Bible... I'll give you ten dollars. Well, ten dollars back then was probably equivalent to about a thousand or something. A lot yeah. of money, yeah. So the, basically, the order of the books yeah. of the Bible. So not the whole book of the Bible, knowing it, but yeah. just the, yeah, yes. Yeah. So knowing being the able order to say, of of the Bi- books of the Bible. That's mm-hmm. correct. So that was my first. Wow, ten dollars. So I went home. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. I went through it over and over and over wow. again, right to the Book of Revelation, and of course, I won that. And that was that was me knowing the Bible. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that was an exciting start for you, and yeah. you, you got your ten dollars. I got my ten dollars. You got your ten dollars. And so, what happened beyond that? Because, like, you know, just knowing the order of the books of the Bible isn't, you know, is, is really helpful to know where to find things. But to know Jesus, we've mm. got to dig deeper, don't we? Really. So, Absolutely. where did it go from here? Tell us a little bit of that story. Okay. So basically, that was my knowledge of the Bible. The actual books of the Bible, so mm-hmm. I didn't know what was in those books. So fast forward many years later, um, I was a teenager and what you do when you're a teenager, well, so what you think you're meant to do, I'd be out at nightclubs and places like that and this one um, Saturday evening I was at a nightclub in um, North Sydney called Benito's mm-hmm. and uh, I fell over this guy on the dance floor and he was a Seventh-day Adventist in his uh, prior to him being out on the dance floor. And um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we ended up connecting and through that I started to come to a knowledge of the Bible, but not straight away because Mm -hmm. we actually got together and then... After about a year or so, we we split up Mm. and then it was going to be his 21st birthday and Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, it would be lovely to catch up. His name was Peter. It would be lovely to catch up with Peter and 
just be able to share his 21st with him with mm. a few friends. Mm. So I rang him and I said, look, I'd love to, you know, express my gratitude for you and mm. I would like to hold a 21st. He said, well, look, that's okay, but he said, I don't drink alcohol anymore and I don't eat meat and you can't have it on a Saturday. And he was just giving me this long list of things mm. that we couldn't have at the 21st or mm. hold it on a Saturday. And you're kind of going like, hold on, this isn't the guy I met and this is something really quite different. Mm. This was very, you're probably very wondering strange. what's going on. Exactly. Yep. I thought, no, this is something wrong. Anyway, I said, well, look, fine, we can have it on another day and we won't have alcohol and I'll make a vegetarian meal. Mm. Wow. Nice. So, awesome. Well, you had a big heart. You wanted to give him the 21st. You, you know, you reached out, you wanted to do something for a special 21st and then you went like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll cater for all of this. Yeah. Oh, so, that's awesome. What a beautiful heart. I, I think just just to – I love that he's kind of had this experience too. Like he's yeah. he's met you at a time where, you know, he's out on the dance floor and in a nightclub and whatnot and then, you know, he he's kind of he's felt changed. drawn back and then you've seen that and you're like, that is very strange. But <laughs> I think from there you, – and you're going to tell us a story, but you, you, you were just probably a bit confused by that but interested and, and intrigued. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, intrigue, that would be the word. Mm. So what happened was we actually um, uh, had the 21st and at the end of the evening I um, went to give him a hug and he said, no, um, uh, we're not equally yoked anymore. Mm. Does that, have anything, <laughs> to do? Does that have, any, have anything to do with an with egg? eggs? Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's all awesome. I, that's all I could think of was an egg. Yeah, I'd never heard of that term. Mm. So, so for our listeners too, um, just to, you know, the term is comes from a bib, the the Bible, of course, and the term is like the fact of being one in you know in Christ and and yeah, yeah that I mean we could unpack that a whole lot it's, more. It's an illustration about farming, and, essentially. <laughs> ancient grain harvesting and whatnot but yeah he said to you basically look you're just not my type yeah. because of the way that he had changed mm. yeah wow okay yeah, you're not yeah we wouldn't be able to connect because we're just mm. not we're not on the same path we're mm. not on the yeah. same page that mm. that's probably the way it's good to put it yep. yeah yeah mm. so um going forward he then asked me um if i would like to um go with him to a seminar that was being held at the Sydney Opera House by um, Pastor John Carter. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, no, I'll go to that. That sounds okay. So off we went and, um, of course, it was a very interesting night because I saw this statue standing on the, on the you know. On the podium. Yeah. On the podium and. Sorry, on the pla on yeah, on the yeah. stage, yep. And I'm like, that's a very interesting statue. Mm -hmm. And of course it went through the kingdoms. Yeah. So um, it had a it had a head of gold and chest yeah. and arms of silver and so this is this is from like Daniel chapter two and, and yeah. the prophecies of the Bible. Yeah. So I'm like, this is really, really strange mm -hmm. to me. I'd never seen or heard of beasts or kingdoms or anything mm. like this. Of course, I heard of Jesus. That's mm. that's the only thing I knew from Genesis to Revelation, and I knew the word Jesus. Mm. So anyway, we went through we went through all the um, kingdoms, and you know, then the rock that struck the the feet of iron and clay. And I thought, this 
No, I've never heard anything like this. This wow. is true. And mm. it makes me think of the text in the Bible that says in 2 Peter 1.19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, mm. mm-hmm. whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and a day star arise in your hearts. And I thought, I needed to take heed. Mm. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. I needed to think this is true mm. and um, what am I going to do with it? Absolutely. Yeah, because, of course, Daniel chapter 2 is where that statute comes from and it also it's, it's a prophecy um, that is foretold yeah. of the kingdoms that would come. And if we now can look back on history, it actually you know matches up to show that really historically when we look back, it actually matches exactly what was foretold ahead in the future mm. of all the kingdoms of Babylon, Medo-Persia, um, you know, Greece, Rome, um, and, of yeah. course, now the feet of iron and clay that we believe mm. we're living in. And so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I just can totally relate to you, Liz, as well. Coming from a, like a non-Christian background myself too and being exposed to mm. the prophecies of the Bible where it's like, wait, 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 wait. Why did no one ever explain to me that the Bible can accurately tell the future and has throughout all history? Like, yes. th- that isn't, isn't it just a shocking thing? And, and you've had that experience. You've gone, wait, hold on. The Bible has proof that God is real and it's true. And now you've been confronted by that and, and you've said, as you've said, you've gone, man, I need to, I need to get legit about this. I need to, I need to, I need to follow up on this. Mm. Definitely. So that started a course of Bible studies. Um, cause I went through the series, mm. did the Bible studies and then I got baptized on the 18th of December, 1981. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, 1982, sorry. Mm. So um, then I got married, we had three children, and then things just crumbled, fell mm. apart. Wow. Okay. Very so, quickly. So you've had this experience of coming to faith and, you know, you're giving birth to children, having a marriage in the church, all of these things, but it, it, it hasn't worked out. You know, you, you know, that experience of coming to Christ and that mountaintop experience has been followed by a very sharp valley, it seems mm, like. Definitely. And Our marriage broke up and I was then a single mum mm. and nowhere to go, basically. I mean, mm. when I say I, I wasn't on the street, but mm. nowhere to go in my mind. Like, mm. what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Who, who do I turn to? Like, mm. And I did cling to God as much as I could, as much as I it was in me. Mm. Um but then things just waned and over the years I just drifted away for mm. probably a good part of 20 years. Wow. So, so tell us what happened then because I'm sensing that even even in, in, that you've had this hardship that has happened and you, you moved away for around about 20 years, but you are walking the, with the Lord. So tell us a little bit about the miracles of God in your life mm. that have happened. Definitely. Look, God was always there because I put my children, I was determined to put them through Adventist schools, mm. um, which obviously are private schools and mm. they, they, you know, you've got to pay for them. They're not public. So I was always affiliated around the church and miracle after miracle. I can remember times when we had no money for food and I'd come home and there'd be a great big parcel of food on my front Veranda. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. And I knew that I'd go to pay the children's school fees and they'd say, Well, 
you don't need to pay anything now because uh, I would think I'm in arrears. I'd get a letter or something that you know to cough up, and uh, I would I would end up being told you you, you know you're in credit. Mm. So I found many people had gone and. You know, started paying the fees for your children so wow. that you yeah. could actually keep them in the schools. Yes, and they were upholding you in different ways with the food parcels and also financially, yes. so that the children could actually have a Christian education. Absolutely, wow. and supporting you in all sorts of. How beautiful is that? And yeah. it seems like anonymously as well, like anonymously people just helping you out. And I, I think that's that's a beautiful thing. Hey, like when we give our situations and and the Bible promises when we give our children to the Lord that mm. He would be you know that he would look after them that he would uh that he would help to raise them mm. he, he was really coming through for you absolutely like i still would take the i look i used i used to take the children to church and everything like that mm. so i was still associated and still always being blessed mm. so. absolutely and I, I would love to know well because actually this like i see you all the time on on my campus and and I but I've known you for a fair few years, years now because I know your kids um, and I know the amazing things that they're doing for the Lord and particularly their stories and and of how you know they've been really reached and touched and moved by God so you've gone through this this time of being out of the church but really still saying oh god like please come through for me look after my children like help me to be with them as a single mum can you outline those events of seeing your your kids come to faith and you come to faith again and having that renewed strength in god and relationship with him and, and particularly in the church mm, definitely well i think what happened for me in uh, 2011 i was mm. diagnosed with cancer wow and that was a big wake-up call for me. And prior to that, I would take my grandchildren to Sabbath school mm. um, at Memorial Church in Kurrenbong. And I would, walk, I would be walking up to the Sabbath school classrooms with the children. And um, before Sabbath school, they would have um, hymns. Mm. And I would, I would be walking the children to Sabbath school and I would hear the hymns playing. And it was just like God was just saying, come home, come wow. home. Um, and when I was diagnosed with the cancer, I just immediately, you know, turned to God. It's just mm. what you do. It's like, what do I do? Where do I go? So yeah. um, I was told if I didn't have surgery, I would die. Mm. Many things were happening. And at that time, um, my daughter was actually um, – not well in the future, a couple of years after that, she was not well herself. Mm. And so what happened was um, she ended up going over to Costa Rica. Wow. So I had the surgery a few years later. So this is all going over a period of time. Mm, mm, mm. And so she ended up in Costa Rica. It was there that she became very ill and I was able to meet up with her and then the story goes from there. Oh, wow. You know what? We have that time. That is powerful. We, we have time in the next hour to continue to unpack what happened there. And, and I've heard Leah's story, and, and I'd love to hear it from your perspective as well. We're going to get into our 8 o'clock news, and we'll continue on with the story and pick it up after this. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.